Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Sunday, January 3rd, 2021, and this is day 1042 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and we praise you. I thank you so much for being our sovereign God, for being the creator of everything above the heavens, beneath the heavens, and in this whole earth, for creating us in your image and giving us your breath of life. And I thank you, Lord, for your precious son, Jesus Christ, who you sent so that we would be reconciled back to you. I thank you so much, Father, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in to MI15. Today's message is, your gift is not a toy. That's right. Your gift is not a toy. God has blessed all of us tremendously with various gifts and talents, and they are to be used to glorify him and build the kingdom of God. And also, you know, he's given us these gifts uh, for us to um, make a living through our gifts, using those gifts and talents to uh, sustain us and be a blessing. Also, to bless others. So let's get right on to it. We're going to be coming out of Genesis chapter 25 and going to kind of start where uh, we kind of left off yesterday uh, and uh, just talking about a little bit about um, Isaac and Rebecca's two boys uh, and that's Jacob and Esau. So verse 24 says, when the time came for um, Rebecca to give birth, There were two twin boys in her womb. The first to come out was red, and his whole body was like a hairy garment. (laughs) So they named him Esau. After this, his brother came out with his hand grasping Esau's heel. So he was named Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when Rebekah gave birth to them. The boys grew up, and Esau became a skillful hunter, a man of the open country, while Jacob was content to stay at home among the tents. Isaac, who had uh, a taste for wild game, loved Esau, but Rebekah loved Jacob. So that's a little bit of a problem. You got your parents, two parents, and they both had their favorite boys out of the twins. So uh, Esau was the father's favorite and Jacob was the mother's favorite. And that's very dangerous. So don't do that. (laughs) Verse 29. Once when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came in from the open country famished. He said to Jacob, quick, let me have some of that red stew. I'm famished. That is why he was also called Edom, which also means red. Jacob replied, first, sell me your birthright. Now, the birthright is a fantastic gift. That was something. uh, uh, The birthright was a special honor given to the firstborn son. It included a double portion of the family inheritance, along with the honor of one day 
becoming the family's leader. So when the father died, that oldest son would receive a double portion of the blessing and be the hand of the family. So verse 32 says, look, I'm about to die, Esau said. What good is the birthright to me? But Jacob says, swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him, selling his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentil stew. He ate and drank and then got up and left. So Esau despised his birthright. Mm. So he sold it for just a little bit of stew. Uh, the, he he cared. He did not have uh, any respect for his gift. So uh, let me go now to um, verse. Let me jump down to verse uh, twenty, chapter twenty-seven, and go to verse twenty-two. Uh, yeah, 27 and go to verse 22. Let's look at what happened. All right, so Jacob. So later, all right, so now the father is dying. Isaac is dying. And this is a common thing to happen that they will go to the father to bless them. And mainly the one to be blessed was the one that was going to um, lead the family and be you know, be blessed along with his birthright. So remember I said Rebecca uh, was more prone to Jacob. So she, knowing that God had given her this prophecy uh, with that, the, that there were two nations in her womb battling against one another and that the younger, um, the older will serve the younger. So she's trying to help God with this process, basically. <laughs> and she tricks her husband Isaac by dressing Jacob uh, and putting fur uh, on his arms, uh, making him smell like his brother uh, because his brother was always in the field hunting. And so she tricked her husband by helping her son uh, deceive him. Uh, in order to get the blessing, it was it was important to have the blessing along with the birthright, or it really was not any good. Uh, it would, you know, it it it, it also um, had to have the blessing of the father. And Isaac had lost his sight by now. All right, so now this is where we pick up at chapter twenty-seven, verse twenty-two, and it says, Jacob went close to his father Isaac who touched him and said, the voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau because they put some you know, animals fur on his hand. He did not recognize him for his hands were hairy like those of his brother Esau. So he proceeded to bless him. Are you really my son Esau? He asked. I am, he replied. Then he said, my son, bring me some of your game to eat so that I may give you my blessing. Jacob brought it to him and he ate and he brought him some wine and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, come here, my son, and kiss me. So he went to him and kissed him. And when Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he blessed him and said, ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. <laughs> 
May God give you heaven's dew and earth's richness, an abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you and peoples bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed and those who bless you be blessed. After Isaac finished blessing him and Jacob had scarcely left his father's presence, his brother Esau came in from hunting. So they knew that this was the time to get the blessing from the father uh, before he died. Now, let me jump down a little bit to verse. I'm going to go to verse 34 now. And he says, when Esau heard his father's words, because now he um, he wanted to be he wanted to be blessed. And his father was amazed that this was Esau. He's like, I just blessed you. And uh, he says, uh, I, I've already blessed you, son. And now this is what Esau is hearing. He says, so it says, when Esau heard his father's words, he burst out with a loud and bitter cry and said to his father, bless me, me too, my father. But he said, your brother came deceitfully and took your blessing. Esau said, isn't it he, isn't he rightly named Jacob? This is the second time he has taken advantage of me. So his name meant deceiver. So he's saying this is the second time he took advantage of me. He took my birthright and now he's taken my blessing. But really, you remember that Esau gave up his birthright. Then he asked, haven't you reserved any blessing for me? Isaac answered Esau, I have made him Lord over you and have made all his relatives his servants. And I have sustained him with grain and new wine. So what? So what can I possibly do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, Do you have any one blessing, my father? Bless me too, my father. Then Esau wept aloud. His father Isaac answered him, Your dwelling will be away from the earth's richness, away from the dew of heaven above. You will live by the sword and you will serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you will throw his yoke from off your neck. Esau held a grudge against Jacob because of the blessing his father had given him. He said to himself, the days of mourning for my father are near. I will kill my brother Jacob. When Rebekah was told what her older son Esau had said, she sent for her younger son Jacob and said to him, your brother Esau is planning to avenge himself by killing you. Now then, my son, do what I say. Flee at once to my brother Laban in Haran. Stay with him for a while until your brother's fury subsides. When your brother is no longer angry with you and forgets what you did to him, I'll send word for you to come back from there. Why? Should I lose both of you in one day? So she's saying, I'm protecting you by sending you to my brother Laban, who was one of the biggest deceivers who ever lived. (laughs) This is like a story, like a movie, but this is real and it's true and it's what's happened. So point number one. Um, 
It's always best to not make rash decisions based upon how you feel, how you're feeling at the moment. And as believers, we should always uh, seek God before making choices that could greatly impact our lives in a negative way if we make the wrong choice based upon our fleshly desires. Our choices should not be based upon immediate gratification. As we can see, that's what Esau did. When it came time to act to activating the gift of his birthright through the blessing from the father, he missed out. You see, the birthright was made official after Isaac's blessing, and there was no reversing it. That one careless act of playing with his gift Making it a bargaining tool for some stew shows how Esau despised his gift. Although God said Jacob would rule over his brother, God did not need any help bringing that to pass. When God tells or shows us what's going to happen, he doesn't need our help. We need to simply obey and align our will with God's will because he knows what's best for us. Have you ever jumped into doing something that required your gifts and talents and regretted it later because it did not turn out quite like you thought? (laughs) Sometimes uh, the after effect can last for years or even a lifetime, just as it did for Jacob, who had to run to his uncle Laban's to get away from his brother. His uncle took advantage of him and his gifts for years until Jacob finally had enough and decided to face his brother to make things right. This time, he sought God's direction first. And I encourage you to read on. It is absolutely one of the most beautiful um, stories when it comes to reconciling and working things out with each other. Years had passed. They had both become very wealthy. And uh, yeah, I think you should read on and, and dig in deeper. So these are family members who who don't talk. I mean, this is something that happens to us, okay? So even think about your own family. There are family members, generations, that don't speak to each other because of something that may have happened in their childhood where one hurt the other and uh, they're still angry or bitter about it. So they don't speak to each other. I remember uh, not long ago uh, doing a session with teachers and um, we were talking about using circle processes to work out differences and uh, mediations, but more of just coming together in a circle to talk. Uh, And one of the ladies said, I need to do this for my family. She said, I've got my brothers that don't talk to each other uh, because of anger from past things that were said. And she said, you know what? When I ask them, even now, they don't even remember why they're mad at one another. Uh, but she said, I want to use this process. It is amazing how we can do <laughs> and and how God wants us to get past that. So, you know, if you value your God-given gift or gifts, you will protect it and use it to be a blessing, not only to yourself, but to others. 
You won't despise it. And let this be a good lesson learned. And I know we've all gone through something similar if we think about it. I know how God has gifted me uh, in hospitality and other areas and teachings. And I'll never forget one day um, there was a little girl that was at our church and one of, a niece to uh, one of our members, and we had found out uh, that she had been uh, molested, and it was really a sad situation. And um, I remember the young man, her uncle, who who was helping, you know, because her mom uh, had some uh, drug addictions, and um, she would let she would leave them alone with a cousin who just basically took advantage of her an older cousin. And so he, uh, one of the things he, you know, talked to me about, I said, you need to report it to the police and get her checked immediately. So they were in the process of getting her uh, put into foster care. And I was just so moved uh, by, you know, what was going on with this little girl and so hurt and wanted to help. And I did not see God's face about it first. I didn't ask God. I just immediately said, he said he didn't, he wasn't quite able to take care of her. And he said he just needed someone to watch her for about a week uh, until the state had a place for her to go, which they were working on. And, 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 and there was someone I had also known that did foster care that would have been a good one. And so they were looking into that. Well, I kept her for a week. And at that time, uh, my granddaughter and my daughter were living with us. And I didn't think about how this would affect everyone in the household. And my husband as well didn't talk to them about it first, just did it. And afterwards said, hey, honey, this is what's going on and blah, blah, blah. And they felt like, well, we can only say yes. And 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 they too cared about the little girl, but it was still the fact of me going through the proper channels before doing that. So we got an additional bed, put it in there with my granddaughter, and they both were in the same room. Uh, this ended up being something that lasted far longer than a week. And the young lady had other challenges, traumatized because of it, things that were above what I could handle myself, beyond and above. And she was acting out at school. The school was calling me every day, just about, and every other day, just about, I was at her school. Uh, she would have, uh, you know, um, spouts of anger and yelling and, and uh, you know, just feeling so down and, and understandably so. But what had happened for me was basically I bit off more than I could chew. It was above and beyond. And it put uh, a lot of tension uh, in the house because, you know, we weren't ready. And, and I had gotten ahead of God by thinking, okay, I know, you know what? I love working and helping other people and I can do this. Well, even though it was something good, it was not God. It was not meant for me to do that at that time. Later, uh, maybe a month or two later, uh, they found uh, a good place for this precious little girl to go where they were better equipped to take care of her in the way that she needed. I was able to give her the love and, you know, help her with schooling, but not able to help her 
uh, in other areas that she needed help mentally. And so they were able to get her to see a therapist and all of those things. So I learned from that, even though it was a gift that God had given me, I still needed to seek God's face before uh, activating and saying, oh, I'll do it, you know, uh, really uh, praying first and then also talking to my husband, my daughter who was here and uh, making sure. So it just put everybody in a different uh, or awkward situation. So uh, we're I'm grateful that the little girl is well taken care of. And I learned a great lesson that day. Uh, I encourage you to seek God first before uh, using your gifts and talents that we can just naturally use uh, because it's something that just we automatically do. Uh, when God gives gives you these gifts and talents, you just do it without thinking, you know, because it's, it's innate. It's in us. Uh, ask God what he would have you to do. All right. So if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the ultimate right there. All right, mighty warriors, I love you so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And if we can January and February, we can march on through. Please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address and receive the four Greek words for love and learn more about God's agape love. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.